Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Um, definitely just... I mean, looking to build, um, I think that that in itself, the opportunity to be able to build on something um, is, a, is a positive in itself. So um, that's really the biggest thing I think that we could take uh, looking to build and knowing we still have room to grow um, together as a defense. Late night, WEEI. It's KJ. Thank you so much for being here. Um, look, stop dragging the Patriots defense hard around offense because that's literally what's happening. That's that. You ever hear the term, don't take my kindness for weakness? The defense has been really, really kind to the offense. And all the conversation is about is the offense. Can we have a conversation and admit that the offense not only is bad, it's not going to get better. The projections are horrible. Do you know what the projection is for Mac Jones this year at this point? And please, someone tell me how it's going to get better. Eight touchdowns, eight passing touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Maybe a rushing TD. If you want to compare that to Cam Newton, and I really don't want to do that, eight touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 12 rushing touchdowns in that horrible season. That's how bad it is. Stop dragging the defense's heart around because I can see what's coming down the line. A putrid offense creates a tired defense. Look at it this way. The Patriots, their worst scoring quarters are the first and the fourth. That's bad. So that means that you're not getting into leads, and if you have to catch up, you don't have the ability to catch up. But you have a winning record. How do you you do that? The defense. On first down, the Patriots... 70%, 65% of their plays on first down in the first quarter are for 7 to to 10 yards to go. (laughs) 65% of the plays. 9% 0 to 3, 9% 4 to 6, 64.9, 7 to 10, and 17% 11 yards or more for an average of 9.1 yards Stop dragging this defense's heart around. It is playing out of its face because there's no face going on with the offense. Here's Mac Jones. uh, Here's Tommy Curran talking about where Mac Jones is in his progression as a second-year quarterback. Mac Jones is regressing 
And I don't know if it's a byproduct of the coaching decision to put those guys in place, whether it's the coaching and the play calling, whether it's the offensive line. But in the end, the concern has to be how badly is Mac regressing and can he be dug out and rehabilitated? And that's that's the worrisome thing about this game. Yeah. Stop dragging the defense's heart around. What the defense did, and, and think about it, this I give Belichick the credit. The the conversation is now about what his defense is doing, and it's not about what his offense is doing. Because it's worse in the fourth in the fourth quarter. 59% of the time in fourth quarter, they've got seven to ten yards to go. Where are they going? With an average of 8.7 yards. They're a little better with zero to three and four to six yards to go. But by that time, there's either some cushion or the game is over. If there's cushion, it's because it's the defense. Unbelievable. But here's the conversation that's going on. What would Max regression and what's going on and his offensive line and everything? Look, I said this was a 6-11 and team. 6-11 and teams have problems. One of those problems could be, I don't know, the offense. The whole I, I I said at the beginning of the season, hey, the Patriots are still going to be a top ten defense. Are they going to be one or two? I don't know. Right now, yes, they are. Five weeks from now, <sighs> bro, I just want to get some Gatorade. Can you get a few first downs? It's bad. It's bad. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Text line three seven ninety three seven. Now. The team's defense, I'm talking about the team's offense, just in the first quarter, listen to what the defense is doing in the first quarter, the Patriots. Okay, first down percentage against Chicago was only 15%. Cleveland, it was 25%. Indy, 21%. 28% defense. Look, I'm sorry, yards to go. 8.9, Cleveland. 8.7, Indy, 10.2, which means that as soon as Cleveland touched the ball, they were in negative negative area. Detroit, 8.2, Green Bay, 8.3, 8.9 for Miami. Jets, 10.8. The Jets were in worse condition. Pittsburgh, 8.3, and Baltimore, 9.4. The average yardage to go for the Patriots is 9.1. So literally the defense is doing everything and more than what the offense is doing. And the offense's first down percentage is only 26% in the first quarter. Stop dragging this defense's heart around because you're going to break it. We saw it happen last season. It did well, it did well, and then things kind of fell apart towards the end of the season. Some people credit it to age. Others thought that, you know, look, it was just attrition. Some of those things, I think, have been fixed, but at least the offense. Yeah, at least it's been fixed. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Uh, who, who do we have on the line here? Hello. Finn, come on. Uh, come on, uh, Finn, you're on the air. Hey, how are you? Excellent, hey, Finn. Thanks for the call. Off. You got it. Go ahead. Um. I guess the I guess the real question is, you know, I get everybody had jumped ship. Uh, he had taken off to the Raiders, and he had to put someone in the position. But, I mean, Matt Patricia and, and Joe Judge, I mean, 
it was almost as if, you know, you're putting, you know, gauze on a on, on a on a hemorrhage. Yeah, I told, look, I I was one of the first people that said, "Look, I, what what did what is Bill doing? Is Bill checked out by making Patricia and Judge the offensive co-coordinators and kind of like they kind of had their little old version of Survivor, like someone would yeah. eventually be able to hold the sheet." And I said, "How does one guy who was the head coach of the thirty-first worst offense in the you know thirty-first ranked offense in the league two straight years, and then Matt Patricia yeah. was the head coach of the of the of the Lions?" And these guys are suddenly offensive minds. I was the first one screaming that. But something weird happened along the way, and that was Bailey Zappi. Now, before anybody screams, you're home. I'm not that at all. It's like, no, okay, no, how, does any, how does somebody make something so horrible look good? And that's what's been fascinating. Like, okay, it's the same Joe Judge. It's the same Matt Patricia. But why does this guy make the stuff look fluid, but the first-round guy looks absolutely lost? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, I mean, think of it this way. You go from Josh to to, to, to this other guy. Now, look, I'm not trying to disparage the guy's character or anything like that. He seems like a decent human being. But, it, you, you know, you, to your point, he was with Detroit, Detroit, had nothing. I mean, the only, the only win against yeah. the Patriots. The only thing. The only thing again. The only wins they had of note was he beat he beat Belichick. You know, you know in the dome at that point. Well, the so, thing. Well, the, even the thing with, with with Joe Judge. It's like if you look how bad Daniel Jones was looking and how he right? looks now, you're like, well, gosh, Joe Judge might have had him crying at night about his skill set, and so that was a concern of mine. But what's just absolutely strange is here's this third-round guy, fourth-round guy comes in, is new to all of this, and it's he somehow he understands the mess. And here's the other thing that we know is that Patricia and Judge are not going to be removed. They're not going to be replaced. And and if you think that Josh McDaniels is on his way out of uh, out of Las Vegas, that's kind no, of he's hoping there for a while. He's going to be there for a while. So it's all that hope that I also tied to some people saying, hey, look, we're going to continue to hold Mac Jones's hands through this because, yeah, we know you have horrible coordinators, but at the same time, how is there a guy on the team that makes it seem to work? What is going on? And and but I mean, at, at, I, and at the expense of the defense, this is this is what I'm getting at: is the defense yeah, is know, overplaying I, its skis right now, and this is this is going to backfire in five games where the defense is going to be like, you know what? I just want to drink a water, bro. Can we get some movement? Yeah, and exa- exactly, it's going to look like the playoff game last year <laughs> where they couldn't get off the field, yeah. and then you break you break Judon, you break um, you know, guy, you break all these guys, and the next thing you know, you know. They, I guess the question I have, and I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on it. I mean, I think it's Bailey Zappi doesn't know better. The problem is, is Mac knows better because he had better because he had someone who, who was talking offense to him when these other guys are talking. They're creating doubt in that kid's head, and you can just see it on his face. Did I yeah. make the right throw? Yeah. And, you know, how long can that go on before you end up breaking Mac and having to go back to the well on that one and on that i'd love to hear what you have to think on that one thanks Finn, thanks for the call man i appreciate it yeah good combo yeah nobody in pro football cares whether you're broken or not you sign a contract you sign up for it you, you, you roll with you roll with it now is mac having struggles understanding what's in front of him that's a real possibility change is different you've heard of stories of 
quarterbacks who are just kind of overwhelmed because they might be like on their fourth coordinator in like four years, and Mac is on his second coordinator in second in, in two years. So at, at this rate, there can be some level of confusion. But what usually happens is there's not somebody else on the staff who gets it and makes it seem like it's all fluid while you're trying to figure it out. Like because here's the thing. It's not like Bailey Zappi suddenly played with Willie Rofe at left tackle when he's in there, okay? He's not He's not playing with Hall of Famers. He's playing with those same guys. And why does it seem to work? And what I'm talking about here is I'm trying to give love to the defense in this, in this spot right here. We'll talk more about it. 617-779-7937 or the text line 37937 is at what point does it start to become disrespectful to the defense? Because what the de- you could feel in that game against the Colts that they had the, the Patriots had to have A plus games in two thirds of the just to cover the sins of the offense, and that's what a great team does, right? But at some point, there is going to be a frustration of hey, the defense isn't always going to be able to get it done. And that's where I don't want to start hearing the narrative. It was like, oh, well, man, the defense was horrible. When the offense has been horrible all year, like the defense has one bad game, each side of the ball has to pick each other up. If there's anywhere there's no excuses, there's no excuse in the special teams game because you're determining field position. So seven-yard punts is going to get you called to the office or have someone brought in for a tryout, right? So that's the area where you can't have mistakes because turnovers, change of field, uh, long returns, the all of that is about field position, so there's less air room for error with special teams than there is with the offensive defense because of flow of different things. But when it comes to what's been going on with the offense and how the defense is playing lights out right now, like, do you really expect this defense to still be lights out for an, for another you know eight games straight like this? Now, you know, granted, some things are going on. We'll get into what's going on with Buffalo. We still have to see them a couple of times. You still see a couple of mobile quarterbacks in Kyler Murray. You still have to face Tua again. Um, uh, who's else? You're going to uh, Josh Allen twice. Um, so, you know, there's still some games on the schedule where you say, you know what, these are some of the things where the defense has struggled with the mobile quarterback, let's say Tua and faster, where the defense is going to have its issues and the offense is going to need to step up. It's, there's very little room to hide behind them anymore. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, I mean, every week's its own week, you know, in terms of game planning and 
practicing, preparing for that team, and then moving on uh, the next week when the next team comes. That's the way it is for uh, on offense, defense, special teams, um, you know, for everybody. So, and for our entire team. So that's what we'll keep doing. Just keep grinding away here. And um, as I said, our consistency in, in all three phases of the game is definitely something that we need to be better at. Um, so we'll start with that. W-E-E-I. Thanks so much for hanging out. It's KJ. So we have a new producer tonight, Andrew. Welcome, and thank you so much for being here tonight. We're going to work with you. That's Bill Belichick talking about, look, all three phases of the game are so important. And if I gave a grade to the special teams, A+. plus, Defense, A+. plus, Offense, a D. A D. And, and here's the thing. If the offense decides to go quick twitch, do you is it going to now be out of shotgun? Because if Mac Jones needs that much more of a millisecond to process, and, and there's a part of me that believes that something on tape is is tailoring to defenses how Mac likes to go through his present, present, uh, progressions. That's just the feeling I get because it's like this guy can't be that overwhelmed, but yet look that overwhelmed. So maybe you pull him back into shotgun but here's the problem with that. Ramondre Stevenson is so effective out of an under center position to run the ball. He'll be able to garnish the speed to hit the line. He can hit holes, design, you know, determine where to get in between them. But out of the shotgun, you're you're really right next to the quarterback and you really can't build up that speed where Ramondre is more of a straight ahead guy and if he's going to go to the outside, you'd want him facing forward versus going laterally where that's the, the way the defense wants to get him down. So that's why when you see Ramondre maybe get tackled for loss or for only a yard or two, it's usually on it's out in the flats, and and he's going sideways. So if you're going to go out of the shotgun, and that was some of the stuff that did help Mack last year, just to kind of slow things down. But if you put him exclusively in the shotgun, some people like maybe some more run-pass option. Well, the run is there. The pass option is not. That maybe that's how you buy Mac a second or two, but then defense are saying, okay, well, we know what you can't do, so we can hone on what you try to do. The play action would pretty much disappear. Now, under center, maybe you start off a couple of games with play action because I can't imagine any defense saying, these guys are going to try and have Mac Jones throw the ball deep on the first play of the game, right? Like, you might just have to try that because everything is going to be honed in on uh, Ramondre Stevenson and his ability to just kind of chip away at the defense and then go to the play action. Maybe you look at play action a little sooner than what you were doing before. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Um, On Twitter, I'd said that we were going to do uh, bets to the future and NBA crypto. I'm going to put that off till tomorrow night. Um, But right now, now, let's hear from Ross Tucker uh, on Belichick's comments about the defense possibly knowing what the Patriots offense was already getting ready to do. I am so fascinated by these comments he's making about, you know, the last couple teams they played the jets and the Colts and definitely Leonard knowing what play was coming. Like that is bizarre. I mean, first of all, it's bizarre that he thinks that, but Bill doesn't say something like that for the heck of it. I am stunned. I don't know if he's trying to put Patricia on notice or setting the stage to switch. 
But, I, I mean, it's really mm. a terrible look, right, for a coach. Yeah, but it's what's going on, right? There's a predictability that isn't good that keeps repeating. And, yeah, I can't I can't imagine that Bill doesn't know what's going to be installed and says, you know, I think they're picking up on you. But that could be a way of Bill saying, hey, our quarterback is telegraphing some things and the defense knows it. You know, I, I haven't looked at film that hard because I haven't been able to see the POV of of of, of a linebacker of head movement of Mac. Like, is Mac always going through his progressions right to left and left to right? Right, and if he constantly goes just those two ways, what does he tend to do when he's looking those ways? Is you've got to mix it up. It's like a three card Monty, right? Maybe. I, I hate to say a spread offense would help, but there's no line, and so you know what that will result in. But I do understand going to the quick twitch passes, the stuff out of the backfield. You have to – I think right now just the way this offense is, you just have to play everything 10 to 12 yards in front of you, right? Like if you're going to throw on first down, it's got to be for five yards to to a set, to accent the run, right? Because on second down, you got second and five you can go with Stevenson. He's probably going to give you four at least. So now you'd rather have a third and one than potentially the third and sevens and third and eights that I was telling you about just about 10 minutes ago where, look, <laughs> there's nothing that can be done. There's nobody that scares you that's going out there. The scene play is only going to work but so much. And I wonder if that's what teams are picking up on saying, if we can just get the Patriots to third and seven, We've got them where we want because they can't do what they do best and they have to depend on the person who is, just call it what it is. I think Mac is just struggling with his confidence, and that happens. That happens in any job. That happens in any profession. But in this one, you have to figure out what you may be doing to give other teams advantages because, you know, as it was just said, why would Belichick even mention something like that if it wasn't a concern? We're talking about a guy who keeps everything close to the vest. And if that's something that you're now saying, yeah, I think this might be going on, then it might be going on. So uh, another concern I have is the health of Damian Harrison. Uh, Damian Harris, I'm sorry, is where the two-back offense is what's really going to work. You know, Ramondre Stevenson is great that he's able to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's come a long way since the beginning of last year. I think he sat out, I think... Bill held him out for like three or four games before he got on the field, despite how good he looked in preseason last year and how he's evolved. But for Ramondre Stevenson to be the three down back, he's got to rotate in. And when he's rotating in and you, you, you saw what was happening, it just it just wasn't there when Ramondre Stevenson was not in there. Damian Harris, you, you have to figure out how bad that hamstring is. And if he's going to be now the two back, I would rather take that because at least this guy's been a thousand yard rusher in the league. And so after a while, you know, if you're going to keep running Ramondre that and you don't have a passing game, you're going to wear him out like the defense might get worn out. So I'm I'm I am concerned about while here's the thing. I I said at the beginning of the season when we talk about the schedule, like if the Patriots are four and five or five and four, that these series of games, you know, going back to like the Chicago Detroit game, these were games to start feeling good about the team. You had the Jets, you had the Lions, Chicago, even though that didn't work out. Uh, 
I would have seen the Colts as probably an upset, but the Colts are just absolutely something different. We'll talk about it here in about 10 minutes. That look, you should feel good that you're 5-4, and four, you got a winning record going into the bye, the season's halfway over, and you're not behind the eight ball. But there are so many things that literally have to be done in one week because the Jets are not going to be playing around. Especially once their confidence got getting that win beating Buffalo. You know, for a lot of, you know, for the Jets and for Miami, just beating anybody else in the division is kind of like like a like a championship game for them. And so for Miami and the Jets to both beat Buffalo this season, and they're tied for second in the division in the AFC East, they're playing with a lot of confidence. And 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 be honest with yourself. Did the Patriots win the Jets game or did the Jets give the game to the Patriots? I would say the Jets gave that game up because there were things that Zach Wilson was doing that like, you don't have to do that, and you're doing it. So I think what Zach Wilson learned from the Patriots game was, hey, don't get flashy when you think you've got it. And in this Bills game, he learned, hey, stay in the games that you think that people you people think you should not win at all. And so here's 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 the thing with this Jets game next week. What happens if the Patriots give up 17 points on defense? Can this offense get to 21? Can they get to 18? Well, they can get to 18. Nick Folk with a sixth field goal. <laughs> he would actually have to have six field goals. But, but seriously, if the Patriots defense gives up 17 points, and keep in mind, a, a, t- a defense that gives up 17 points is boss. But in comparison to this offense... Could could would it be enough? 617-779-7937, text line 37937KJ late night here on WEEI. So I never thought a center like David Andrews would be so key to keeping the line in some type of order because since he took that hit, uh who was it? Was it Calais Campbell that hit him and, and concussed him? I believe I can't remember which game that was when he went out with the concussion. And hasn't returned back yet. And the offensive line just seems to now be crumbling. And now people are making comments about Cole Strange and see this guy isn't a first-rounder. And, you know, again, I, I'm a big believer. Yeah, against the Bears. That's right. Thank you, Andrew. It's it's one of, yeah, that's right, because it was, uh, I think it was Quinn that hit him. Either It might have been Quinn. Was it Quinn or Roquan Smith? It wasn't Roquan Smith that hit him. It was one of the defensive linemen. So, yeah, it's got to be Quinn then. Yeah, it was Quinn that hit him. One of the two well, guys. I was one of those guys on line. the line. It was one of the front four guys. So when David Andrews went away, it seems like things have gotten worse. And I think what makes this conversation so bad is that Matt Patricia is the offensive line coach. And you have to wonder, like, bro, is this too much for you? Like, the offensive line, you know, that's the thing that you're the official coach of. You're the official offensive line coach, and that's not happening. And I can understand a defensive guy coaching an offensive line because they're going up against defensive linemen. So you probably want to show them different schemes and, you know, which ways they're going to, you know, which gaps they're going to try and come at based on what they see. So in that regard, Matt Patricia being an offensive sided coach, offensive line, absolutely cool. But does that take away from him preparing for the plays for the entire offense? Because the two were tied together. And if you weren't going to buy Mac Jones an A1 receiver or, you know, uh, 
you know, big time duo. You you spend on tight ends. But I said, if you're going to spend on tight ends, then maybe you probably should have continued to spend on offensive linemen. If you know that you've got a developing quarterback, at least make sure that you have an offensive line that's going to be somewhat intact and that your backups can learn from top-tier players. And offensive linemen are hard to get. You hate to whiff on them in the draft. It seems to be happening more often than not. And then when they get released, when offensive linemen gets released, they usually don't get picked up right away because they're like, look, if you get released as an offensive lineman, you might be pretty, like, you might come and do more danger here. It's like, um, it's like, it, it, you remember growing up with your kid, there was always one kid that you knew on the block that no matter where you took him, the kid was like an inch away from being fire starter. Like, just like, oh man, I, I mean, he's, he's our friend. He could come hang out. That'd be cool. But you know, you know, some firecrackers may go off under some house and he comes running out giggling. That's what happens when you get a bad offensive lineman, you know, off of waiver wires or something like that. And so, like, there's this quandary going on going on with the Patriots where, like, yeah, the offensive line is bad. Yeah, the quarterback play is not really good. The defense is lights out. Special teams has improved even from last year. But you're you've got to wonder, how does it get fixed? It doesn't get fixed now. You know, you don't really have any draft capital to go get anybody. Even being last in the AFC East and having a winning record, it's not really going to put you in the top tier. And and, and let's just face it, it's not going to be just one guy that changes everything. Maybe if some of this receiver money that comes off the books, Aguilar, Jonu Smith, where clearly you overpaid, you've got to probably go in there and say, the mission next year is to get a top-tier offensive line or one of the top 10 offensive lines built for this team because I really believe that there will be a quarterback competition between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi going into next season. Yeah, I don't think that Mac Jones is going to be pulled for anything. I think he's going to be issued to work everything out. Bro, This is you. you made it, you have to lay in it. And if you get better in it, then that's going to build better for you going into camp. But again, Patricia and Judge, they're not on their way anywhere. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ, late night, still to come. Got about so got to talk about the C's impressive win at, 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 at the Grizzlies. That, that was big last night. And so the NBA is off tonight because of Election Day. And I think that's pretty smart in their parts. We'll talk about that here, second hour of late night here on WEEI. Um. So I, I got to talk about Tom Brady's comeback just a little bit here because I think what it did was kind of hype people into here uh, just the conversation of, hey, you know, maybe Tom comes back for a year. It, you know, no. Look, the good conversations that Belichick and, and Brady are having about each other is just really a healthy relation, is a relationship getting healthy. You know, when you've lived, it's not everybody that's going through this. If you've lived under somebody's roof for so many years and then you go off and live on your own and you see different things and yeah, at first you might be like, I'm so glad I'm out of there. But at the end of the day, you realize that, hey, this is the place that raised me, that took a chance on me. I wouldn't be who I am in the light of other people in this league and throughout sports if it wasn't for that place. And it's a really good healing point where, you know, Brady giving, you know, Kudos to Belichick on, you know, getting to number two and, you know, saying that he's going to definitely pass uh, George Hallis. I mean, I'm sorry, he's definitely going to pass Don Shuler for number one. 
And, you know, Belichick giving the kudos of, you know, Brady going over 100,000 passing yards. Gosh, that's like 50-something miles. Like, I think, was it 1,976 yards equals one mile, right? So divide that by 100,000. So, yeah, so it's just over 50 miles of passing. And keep in mind, how many years did Brady have a deep threat? So that's a lot of cut, you know, like a lot of slant routes. I mean, he's thrown the ball a lot. And so... When you see something like that, I think it it, it guarantees that that Brady retires, signs the one-day contract, retires as a Patriot. It probably happens before he goes into the TV booth. It may happen next year. It probably gives the green light to go ahead and have the the big night for Tom, you know, where the chairs are out. It might even it might not even be a game day. I mean, Brady's that big that they may just open Gillette just to have people to have a night with Tom Brady to say thank you. And, you know, put everything in the rafters that needs to be put there. Um, I, it might be a differently family construct. I don't know if you bring the new girlfriend if you've got her or if you, you maybe it's just you and just the kids. Who knows? But, I, you, you know, the, the talk of anybody who thinks that, you know, like, boy, wouldn't it be great if, great if Brady came back? Well, then what you're really just saying is that you're not happy with what you see at quarterback now. And, there's nothing that's going to really change, at least until next year. All right, KJ Late Night, WEEI 617-779-7937. Show continues next. Thanks for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to it. W-E-E-I Late Night. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. You know, it's a, it's an intuitive decision. You know, when I hired Tony Dungy, it was done very methodical. You know, you operate like the CIA. It's very analytical. It's very unemotional. It's very, very methodical with in-depth experience and knowledge and, and trying to get the feeling for what's right. Then I wanted a winning coach, a winning playoff coach, a winning coach that was proven to come in with our franchise. Now, I'm glad he doesn't have any NFL experience. I'm glad he hasn't learned the fear that's in this league. That's because it's tough for all our coaches. They're afraid. They go to analytics and it gets difficult. I mean, he doesn't have all that. He doesn't have that that fear and there was no other candidate. We were fortunate that he was available um, and he has tons of experience. He knows this game inside and out. Um, with relationships with coaches and players. Um, 
uh, and, and has been a consultant for us for several years, a paid consultant, um, you know, uh, informing Chris and I and other people in the organization, you know, his opinions. Uh, so to me, um, uh, you know, I, I know people can, you know, look out and, and, and see it uh, and, and ask that question, but, um, you know, the, you know that that doesn't surprise me. I understand. Look at, I don't know how to make sausage. I don't know what goes into sausage, but I do know how to build a football team because I've been around for 52 years. And from all the people, from Paul Brown to Don Shula to sitting with Ted Marshall Brode and understanding what you do during a week for preparation, I understand that, and I understand that he's fully capable of doing this and, and more than capable on that, that no, there was, it wasn't offered to anyone else. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, I, I don't know, Chris and I, what we would have done, if anything, if, if he wasn't available and willing. Um, so that, um, that's kind of how it came together. Yeah, turn to take, you know, Jim or say, keep you. See, okay, Andrew, I should tell you, you keep the music going after they finish talking. It's just kind of a little breathing thing. Don't worry about it. It's first time thing. It's okay. That's Jim Ursay, owner of the Colts, going on about his hiring over Jeff Saturday. It's an absolute debacle. We'll get to that shortly. But let's go to Jeff in New Hampshire. Says, look, with everything going on, please don't put Bailey Zappi back in the game. Jeff, you're on the air. Thanks for calling WEEI. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's John. I, John. I just had to I gotta slightly disagree with something that you said. What you had said earlier is the offense, with the offense, nothing can change. And i got to disagree with that. I think that something can change, but is Matt Patricia too stubborn to do that? And what I mean by that is this. Uh, We talked a little bit about, you spoke a little bit about analytics earlier. Last year, Mac Jones, on 35 or 35.5% of his passes were out of play-action pass. This year, it's down to 10.8%. And at that 35%, he was one of the top passers in the league with QBR. When Zappi comes in there, he's at the 35. He has the same percentage of play-action passes as Joan did last year. So the question that easily has to be asked is why is Matt Patricia not doing play-action passes? Let, 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 let me ask you this. Is, is Matt Patricia going to get fu- – is Bill Belichick going to fire Matt Patricia? No. Okay. So if that's out of the way – do you not have to work with what you have? If there's if there's anything that you do see, does the offense look more stagnant or more fluid with Bailey Zappi in there? Well, it looks more fluid with Bailey Zappi, but then again, he played against. I mean, the teams he played against Detroit were the 29th worst. Well, they're not in the NFL. Like this is the any given Sunday league. You know, the Jets just beat the Bills this week. So you know, and we True. just beat the Bills the week. So I don't, I don't like to play that game. Like, oh, you know how bad they are, how bad they are. Now, in terms of like yeah, how bad someone's to. offense is, but but here's the thing: it's the offense that's put in front of you. And and I think I said last week. Look, when you have the usage of Ferraris and high end cars in terms of coordinators that Mac Jones has had going back to Alabama with Bill O'Brien against Josh McDaniels when he comes to the league, then he gets like. I don't know, he gets like a bad old GM car that just rusts and everything and motors fall out and everything. That's what he has in this offense. But there seems to be a guy on the team who knows how to drive that type of car. So if you have that... You, you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, you have someone who seems to know how to drive that old, rusty Fred, Fred Flintstone type of car, which is the offensive is the offensive call play. So if it's about winning games because it's not fair to the defense, 
their knees get just as hurt as anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Their knees hurt worse than they did last year. Their arms, their backs, their shoulders hurt worse than last year. So last year's stats don't matter to anybody, but what matters is right now. So before I go, what yeah. would you say is the reason why why there's just totally different – look at all the analytics. There's totally different types of plays to. being called for one guy than the other. And, and that's just a fact. And, the, and I would love to ask Matt Patricia, why is it that you're, you're giving um, Zappi 36% of his passes in play action and Matt Jones 10.8%? Why aren't you calling the same type of plays for each quarterback when Mac's already proven that he can do what he does? He did it last year. I, I don't understand that. If you're good at something, stick with it. Why, I, why is it changed? So I, I get it, right? And I'll, and I'll break it down to you in a relationship form because I like to do that from time to time. And John, thanks for the call. Is sometimes females only like you for specific things. You may be a great guy, you're very admirable, you're great to bring around, but there are just some things you just can't do and they absolutely need. And then sometimes, you know, you kind of look like you're nervous doing it. I think you know what I'm getting to with in this regard. Mac Jones looks very nervous and looks like he needs the lights on. Sometimes you got to have a person in there who says, you know what? If my job is to just get it done, I'm just going to get it done. I know the caller before was saying like, hey, Mac Jones is probably feeling like, you know, he knows better than what the players are called for him. That's really great. I might know. I might be smarter than my boss. I'm not going to tell him how to run his operation until they get him out of there. So maybe for Mac Jones to succeed, obviously I would agree that Patricia and Joe Judge don't need to be anywhere near the color-coded Coated paint, paint, you know, thing in their hand, calling plays. I don't think they should be doing that. I'd said that at the beginning, but it doesn't change anything. I wondered when people would really start hitting Bill with hard questions about the offense, and that hasn't really happened. And I get it because you, you want, you kind of want your pass to work next week when you answer the, ask those after. Yeah. Some of the questions I hear, I'm like, oh my gosh, did nobody's going to ask about like how the the offense is still stagnant? We all know the defense is carrying everything, but how long could that go on? There has to be a balance. So if you know that Patricia's not going anywhere, and we both you just admitted, John, that he's not going to be let go, this is what you're rolling with. This is what's happening. You, you think that Josh McDaniels is on his way back because, because the Raiders are, you know, in a bad situation. That's not happening. You just got to deal, you know, like if that's the case, then take it up with Belichick. You know, like who who's going to tell Belichick you're not those should not you should not have those guys in there. Nobody and nobody's going to be at that podium telling them, Bill, do you think these two guys are the right guys to call your offense? Nobody's asking that question. Nobody will ask that question. It's the honest truth. I've not said, hey, oh, man, Patricia and Judge have gotten better at this. I have said nothing like that. But I did say at the very beginning Someone like Mac Jones, in order for him to really be the quarterback that he can be, he's a person that pretty much needs to study really hard, have the lights on, be an affable guy, and not worry about like you know what she does on FaceTime, you know, after you drop her off. You can't worry about that stuff, man. Just be good to her. So I think the team is gonna give Mac Jones every opportunity to be what he's going to be, do what he's going to do. He's not going to get benched and yanked. I don't think that's going to happen again. 
I don't think they'll put him through that, but I think they will make their case for, yeah, bro, we're never going to give you $40 million a year. It's not going to happen. So I, I just kind of warn people about hitching their wagon. It feels like, it just feels like that maybe management is not hitching their wagon to Mac Jones fully, that they don't believe in the player. There's a term called error repeater. I think I heard Devin McCourty say it before. If there are repeated errors, right, this is not part of the, the, the culture. That is not doing your job. Now you want to see go all out for team? Look at what happened this Sunday. That Think about it. If, if the defense had a C game and the special teams game wasn't anything special, just ordinary C, you know that's a 10-7 game. <laughs> Maybe 12-7 game. But because of the defense, the score looks much better than what it really was offensively. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Look, I don't pander here. There's no pen. There's no Pablo Sandoval in me. If I see what I see, I'm going to give you my opinion on what I see. And and it just feels like nobody wants to ask Belichick the hard questions about how bad the offense is. Now they'll ask Mac, and that could be kind of tough because, you know, like, hey, some of it is the stuff that I'm being handed. And and yeah, I can I can agree to an extent that it does seem like like what what are they calling? And then when Bailey Zappi gets in there, it's kind of like, wow, that's kind of exciting. If that's the way they want to rock with it, it's their ship to do it. Second hour of Late Night here on WEEI with KJ next. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Thanks for hanging out. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 